Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, let's bring in who normally would be at five thirty today, but since okay, we've got to we got to get off the air at five thirty. Now, by the way, uh, four thirty today we will have Pat Bradley with us. Yeah, and, uh, so we're kind of slamming things in today, so to speak. All right, Kevin, this is a matchup that if I were a betting man, I would not bet on Arkansas since the last time. Why not? The odds are in their favor. They haven't won since 95 there, so the odds are they're going to do it sometime, right? Kevin, well, I who, know, who I, would you? I, there I, goes I gonna, Randy again. I was going to say that, but I got interrupted that Arkansas oh, hadn't okay. won since 95. Well, that's but, why you're not uh, going to bet on them. No, Although we don't no. bet on these shows anyway. But Kevin, I'd say the odds are at some point they're going to win. Why not now, huh? Yeah, it's fourteen games in a row they've lost in Gainesville, going back to '95. Uh, that was the season that Arkansas, by the way, went back to the to the championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the following season, Arkansas beat Florida again. That was the year uh, when Arkansas got to the Sweet 16 with basically a, a, a remade roster. We see how that works every year now here in this era, but back then it was very, pretty rare to have so many new faces. But Arkansas got to a Sweet 16 after back-to-back title game appearances. But those were the last two years they beat Florida back-to-back, by the way. So the last time they won in Gainesville was 95, beat them again the following year at home in Fayetteville at Bud Walton Arena, and that's the last back-to-back wins. And so Arkansas defeated Florida last year in Fayetteville. So you got a couple of uh, 26-plus-year uh, uh, runs there that you can break. You can you can have back-to-back wins for the first time in 26 years, and the road win, I guess, if you got that tonight, that'd be 27 years ago, and you snapped that 14-game skid in Gainesville. So a lot on the line for Arkansas in this season alone, but you would love to, to change some of that history that's kind of snowballed against Arkansas. I don't think there's been a team that's had Arkansas's number quite like Florida has. Kentucky at times has, but we know in the last, you know, seven, eight, ten years, Arkansas's won in Lexington. They, you know, um, they won in Lexington a second time last year. So they got a couple of wins in the past eight or nine years there. Uh, so no other programs really had, had a hold over Arkansas quite like Florida has. And, you know, with everything else that's, been going well for the Razorbacks uh, in this winning, what, 11 of 12 games. You want to keep that momentum going. You want to pick up another quad one win. You want to you want to make that history turn in your favor against Florida. Uh, and then you've got Kentucky coming into Bud Walton, the sixth-ranked team in the country, uh, on Saturday. So, you know, used to, when you looked at the schedule, if you saw Florida and Kentucky back-to-back games, if you're a Hog fan, you're always hopeful, uh, but you, you don't necessarily – think the best is going to happen. I think Arkansas has got every reason to believe it can sweep the week. That doesn't mean they're going to. Randy brings up a good point. If you're looking at history, maybe you don't bet on Arkansas, but I think Arkansas has proven now there's not a team in the country, at least that's ranked highly uh, or even going on the road, uh, that Arkansas can't find a way to win. They're in every game. Even the Alabama loss, they had a chance to win. I didn't think they could play any worse than they did that day, and they still could have won it. You know, if you go yeah, just by history, though, why play the game? Because they'll never win there. So that's why there comes that time when you're going to. And uh, I, I, I was there in 93 and 95. They won both games. You'd never think it'd take this long to win again, would you? No, I mean, it's really – I mean, Arkansas had some rough patches in its in its times after Nolan's run. 
Uh, but you just didn't think it would be that bad against any team. You figured you'd break through at some point, and tonight may be the night. I mean, you know, I look at the matchups. I think I can't wait to see Jalen Williams as well as he's playing going up against one of the best players, big men in the country in the yeah. SEC and Colin Castleton. Yeah. You've got Tyree Appleby and Debo Davis that are from Jacksonville and played in Jacksonville together. Um, that that you know last year that was an interesting matchup in Fayetteville and Debo got the best of that. Um, I, I, you know, so there's a lot of reasons to be intrigued by this game. But if you're an Arkansas fan, you're ready to beat Florida. You want that back-to-back win, and you want that win in Gainesville. So there's extra incentive for the fan base on top of what the teams, you know, what their goal and what they feel like their business is, is to come home with a win. Kevin, when you look at this Florida basketball team, I know we talked about Jekyll and Hyde in regards to Alabama. Boy, you talk about Jekyll and Hyde with uh, the Florida Gators. Back on December the 6th, losing to Texas Southern. And didn't just lose by a point or two. They lost by 15 points. Um, a good Maryland team. I mean, not a great Maryland team. Lost to Maryland. But then you get into to conference play, and they drop three in a row. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Alabama, Auburn, and LSU, which is a pretty good threesome right yeah. there and then you combine that with uh then a makeup game they had to play with Ole Miss lost that game by 16 now you can say that game was in Oxford but this has been a team that is really just up and down a crucial game in February which Florida lost was at A&M that was 56-55 is there any team outside of Alabama that is as unpredictable as the Florida Gators? No, I think Florida's been up and down. You know, Castleton was injured and out of the lineup for a while. That that played into some of the problems. You, they also have a win over Ohio State. But, you know, that looks good on the resume. That's a that's a resume, a postseason resume win. They, they beat, uh, I think it was Oklahoma State. Not a good Oklahoma State team, but it was a win in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So they've... You know, it's an enigmatic team. There's no doubt. And with Colin Castle in the lineup, they're obviously much better in terms of their ability to beat just about anybody on any night. They're coming off that big win at home against Auburn. Arkansas knows what that feels like to squeak one out against Auburn. They're the only two teams to beat Auburn in, Auburn in league play. So, um, you know, this Florida team, I guess you could say, is riding high. They're back home. They, got, they beat Auburn at home. They're back home for Arkansas. Uh, but, I, you know, I still think what your point is is correct about this team being up and down. It looked like Arkansas, when it hit its rough patch, may be down mostly, and they've turned it around. I think Arkansas's not only playing really good basketball, but they're consistently good on defense. How consistently good is Florida? I don't think they have been. Like I said, there's a lot of peaks and valleys in there, not a lot of significant runs. That doesn't mean that the home court doesn't even some of that out. Tonight, I think again with Arkansas, though, when you really look at it, they're not blowing good teams out. Those are their grind matches. It goes to the wire. Would you expect anything less in a game like this? I don't. But I think Arkansas has the goods to bring home that win, and I, I think they will. Now I could be wrong about that, but I think Arkansas wins again um, because I don't think Florida's been off very consistent, and I think Eric Mosman knows how to get teams uncomfortable and a team that's up and down a lot. They, they they apparently experience enough discomfort that they can't play consistently. And I think I think Eric Musselman is going to find a way to poke and agitate and figure out a way to win. So I think Arkansas has an advantage here. 
regardless of how long it's been, you know, the uh, previous century, the last time they won a game in Gainesville. Time to check the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Have you tried banking with Cube? Cutting-edge technology. Classic customer service. Only at First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Well, Kevin, for what it's worth, we have a one-day record in regards to bus feedback, or uh, the bus text line, and the live-in feedback, because... uh, Everyone wants to know the answer to this question, so let's ask him. Ask Kevin. This came from Brian. Ask Kevin how the Anthony Black visit went over the weekend. I can tell you that's not the first question that I've had concerning Anthony Black to ask you how the weekend progressed with Anthony Black. So a couple of things. One is you got him back on campus. He took an official visit in September during football season. That visit went really well. And this was an unofficial visit. He's basically up there, you know, on his own dime, his own time. It's not the full 48 hours unless he wanted to stay that long. And I I think he did stay up there for a bit. But that atmosphere at Bud Walton Arena, especially with the Pro Hogs there and everything that was going on surrounding that game, I mean – I don't think it could have gone better, guys. I interviewed him. He was excited. You could see the look on his face. He was he was blown away by what he just experienced. I, I interviewed him right after the game. Uh, and he spoke highly of it, and he said he's probably nearing a decision likely to be sometime next month. And, uh, you know, he's a McDonald's All-American. He'll be uh, in the same game with Nick Smith Jr. and Jordan Walsh, who've already signed with Arkansas. He told me that those guys can constantly communicate with him, and he feels – he said he really appreciated their candor. He felt like they were they were straight shooters with him about being committed to Arkansas, signed and, and being part of the program already, and you know as much as they can be, and what that would mean for him. And they want him. They want him, and so he feels good about those communications uh, and interaction. I know they have a, a player. He's he's involved in a group text with the signed Razorbacks, and I've heard gotten some feedback on that. You know, he's just not ready to commit right now, and he told me as much. So that backs up what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, from other channels. At the same time, I think Arkansas is in the best position it's been in. I've, you know, I've talked about Anthony Black so much, and I've always felt like Arkansas was in the top three in terms of the college choices. You know, you hear Gonzaga, Oklahoma State, TCU made a push, but I think Arkansas has been in that top three. But I never felt like maybe in, in the top spot. I'm not going to say they're in the top spot, but they're in as good a position right now as they've ever been in that atmosphere. If, if there's a thing that tips it in Arkansas's favor and he ends up being a Razorback, I think it was that Saturday. I think it was that Saturday at Bud Walton Arena that that sealed it. If it if it plays out that way, because you, I mean, you, it, he didn't hide it very well that he he had himself a really good time. He wasn't, you know, he he didn't have a good poker face on that when I asked him about it. Um, you could tell he liked it, and I think being around those pro hogs, being around Eric Musman and that staff again. Remember, the the official visit was football season. That was good enough. It's. I mean, you're a basketball player. You, you want a real sense of what it's going to be like if you're in that uniform and you're on that court in the sport you play. And it, you know, if you if you look at the Auburn atmosphere, Arkansas had two game, road games in between. Then they come back and play Tennessee. Those back-to-back Bud Walton games are about as good as it's been inside that building since the early to mid '90s under under Nolan Richardson. And I don't think that's an overstatement. Uh, that's about as good of, of two back-to-back games you could have there, and each one of them in their own right was special. And I think the pro hogs being there added something to that, you know, and I think Anthony black came away 
is you know very impressed. Um, and you could see the families down on the court after games, the families of players that were the pro hogs and family members of players that are on the team now and just the interaction and them talking up with him and chatting it up with his, his mom. And, you know, so there's already relationship building there beyond just a visit where you're looking at things and talking to coaches. I mean, there's some real uh, bonding going on even between families of players. And so I think, that helps Arkansas quite a bit as we get down the stretch here on his decision. Now, I'm not saying and predicting he's coming to Arkansas, but I think Arkansas is in the best spot it's been in with Anthony Black. All right, Kevin, what about the impact? Uh, Eric Musselman said on Saturday this was his idea, and uh, apparently it went over like gangbusters, and that was having the former Razorbacks, the Pro Hogs, announce the starting lineups for Arkansas. How unique was that? Randy, it went beyond unique. I, I, again, I, I, I try not to overstate things. I think it was an iconic moment in well, the history of the program. overstate things, you know, for once. I think go it's ahead, an iconic yeah. moment in the history of the program. <laughs> I just said that I think the back-to-back home games against Auburn and then Tennessee were about as good an atmosphere as you, you, you could have there in, in decades, I'm not saying there hasn't been really good games and good crowds, but, but just the level of competition, you're the number one team, a top 15 team, now you're ranked again. And, and the things that were going on and surrounding it, the level of recruits, I mean, Jordan Walsh was back in the building, the five-star this weekend, um, you know, that, that Arkansas has already signed. But, I mean, you had, on every level, you just had a lot of prestige within your program. Uh, and, and I don't think Arkansas has had that kind of luster consistently don't, and, and until you fall, turned the pages back to when no one was here. That's a long time ago. So I think it was a big deal to have the Pro Hogs there. I think it was a big deal to have them call out the names of of the current starters. I mean, that, you know, that was something that is a selling point because who else is doing that? And, look, you had Pro Hogs that didn't play from us. It was before his time. You had guys that played for him in his, what, he's now in his third year. And then he brought the Martin Twins back that played for him at Nevada who were both in the NBA uh, so I think you're showing recruits, my guys not only – we not only win my guys that play for me uh, and, and, and pre- previously and since I've been in Arkansas are in the NBA, they're doing well, but they came back. I mean, they could have spent their time on their – you know, these guys are busy, right? They, they don't get to go home. They don't get to go on vacations at the middle of the season. But you get a week off the NBA All-Star break, those guys could have been selfish or done their own thing with their families, whatever. They said Razorback family matters, and, and I think Musselman's getting those guys back was a big deal. All right, let's talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, guys? What's you know, guys, you talk about the environment in Arkansas, you know, the, these last couple basketball games. And Jimmy Geist came out and said that Texas Tech in Texas was the best environment in college basketball right now. Somebody oh just pulled his Arkansas card. Good grief. <laughs> I mean, it's wow. – I mean, it's – I don't know what ball games are, you know, that he's watching, but the last couple of games, it, it hasn't been better since the 90s. You know, it's just going to get better with Kentucky coming up. Now, who, scoop, who we got coming in for the Kentucky game? And uh, as far as national play of the year, when will we get that news on Nick Smith and uh, the runner-ups on that? And I'm going to get off here, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Savage. I think we're going to hear on the Naismith thing in a few weeks, uh, maybe, the, maybe the first week or so of March. I need to double-check on that date. Um, but he just got announced last week as a finalist and one of the five finalists, and he'd been on the list of semifinalists and midseason watch and all that. We know that. 
Uh, but, yeah, that's coming up. As far as the visitors coming in, you know, Nick Smith was planning to come in for the Tennessee game, but he had a makeup game against Conway on Saturday. And he's a basketball player first, so he played that game, and I'm glad he did. And He, he was not at Bud Walton, but he will be back for Kentucky game, uh, as will Jordan Walsh and his family. He'll be with his family this time. He, was, he wasn't with his parents on uh, Saturday, but he will be for Kentucky. Um, and then when we start talking about the Blocker brothers, class of 2023, Layden Blocker, um, you know, 6'2 point guard that's from Little Rock, but he's at Sunrise Christian Academy, the number one team in high school basketball nationally, uh, top 35 player in that class of 2023. So he's a high-level four-star. He'll be in on an unofficial visit. And his brother, Landron Blocker, class of 2024, who is still in Little Rock and playing at Little Rock Christian Academy, where Layton played before he went off to Sunrise, Landron will also be there for an unofficial visit. And he's a young man that's already starting to get attention from high major schools. Uh, and then you've got uh, Brandon Garrison, the 6'9 forward center out of Dell City, Oklahoma, who we've been talking about in the last several segments because he took that unofficial back in December for the Arkansas Little Rock Trojans game. Just a couple of weeks ago, he picked up his Arkansas offer, actually the day after Arkansas beat Tennessee. So it's been about two weeks. Um, and he got that offer. And so he's coming back to Fayetteville for another unofficial visit, and that'll be for the Arkansas-Kentucky game. Uh, Arkansas is trying to get Omaha Blue the five-star in the class of 2023, who's Jordan Walsh's teammate at Leak Academy. They're trying to get him back in for another visit. He was They were trying to get him in for the Tennessee game. He didn't make it, uh, but that's another player to keep an eye on for the Kentucky game. And there's some other names and players in the works been asked to sit on it for a minute as they try to solidify those plans. Again, this time of year, a lot of players have their postseason tournaments and makeup games and different things to sort out. So Arkansas is trying to get more folks in more recruits in for that Arkansas-Kentucky game, but the list I just gave is a very impressive one. Even when you bring him back, you got guys you've already signed. You want that. At, you want those guys in there on big game days like that because it just continues to sell your program and what you can offer. All right, less than five seconds. Anthony Black, is he returning? They hope he will. They'd love to get him back. There you go. 